Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Fusick Podcast. I am your co-host, Craig Miller, and I'm always accompanied by the one and only Mr. TJ McKinnis. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing well, Craig. I'm doing well. I am going on a stint of... Uh, seven different hotel rooms in the last 10 days. That's, that is, is what's called grinding. Yes. Lots of, lots of fun. Lots of different Hiltons. Uh, uh SPG. Rack them points up, baby. Yeah. Except it's been like three different chains, different chains, but it's all good, man. I'm loving life. I'm sitting here, Craig, in, in, uh, in your old neck of the woods looking at, I can't believe... You had this view every day, buddy. Isn't that unbelievable? Yes. To be My view of view. Chicago right now is um, a very nice freeway. We're mm. actually kind of under the freeway here, right? And we can see the, the trucks going by. Um, I've, got a, I've got a lamp, a light in the parking lot. Um, it's pretty good. But your Cubs, good here. your Cubs, I know you're uh, a Sox fan, but your Cubs made it, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm becoming a bigger Cubs fan every day. Go Cubs, go. I want to make a pack with you. If the right. Yankees make the World Series, you and I are either going to go to, a, uh, to, the, to the Cubs game in Chicago or go to, the, or, or go to Yankee Stadium. Deal. Or we do both. Deal. Deal? Let's do it. Deal. Deal. I already had that agreement with Katie that if, if Red Sox made it and the Cubs made it, we were going one or the other way. We'll somehow find tickets. But, um, yes, absolutely. If the Yankees make it, I'll go in full Cubs gear. You can wear that ugly pinstripe. Yeah, buddy. And, and we'll Sounds go, good. And we'll go, we'll go watch it. Awesome. But, hey, man, let's, yeah. get, to the, let's get to the man of the hour. Uh, so we always ask you guys to reach out and, and send us your, your Fusick story um, to our Fusick.us at Gmail account. And, you know, we've gotten a few stories so far, uh, but this one just kind of really stood out to us. And, and I'd say, Andre, you know, we're about to, we're, I'm going to let TJ introduce you in just a second. But, you know, this persistence of, of continued email, continue to reach out to us, that's what we wanted to see. You know, we have other people that ask to be on, but we'd love to see that you are eager, that you love it, that it's changing you, and that you're really passionate about the why behind why we're doing this and, and not just because you wanted to be on the podcast and that was something that stood out about you know you to me so tj no no further delay please introduce the man of the hour all right everybody I, i'm uh, excited to introduce andre doherty to the podcast andre uh has a great story that i won't share i'm gonna let him share a lot of successes a lot of struggles that helped him get to uh get to the top and andre uh, out west, getting up super early for us today. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to have, have you on this podcast. You come from a public sector uh, premier district manager. Welcome to our show, buddy. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm fantastic. Thank you, TJ Craig. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity to share. Andre, what time is it your time right now? It is uh, 525. Man. It's an hour past the time I get up. Boom! <laughs> man. Do you hear that, everybody? It is 525, and this man is up already excited on a podcast. That's what, you, that's what it takes to be successful, buddy. Awesome. 
Well, well, let's get yeah. right into it, Andre. Uh, tell us, tell us about, tell us your Fusic story and a little bit about yourself and and um, what made you want to be part of this podcast. Uh, guys, uh, I just want to tell you, I think uh, I listened all the way down to the first one, and it was just you, you guys in the room trying to put this thing together. Uh, well, I'm sorry, man. Because that was great. That was that was awful. That one was not good. <laughs> <laughs> But the, what I took out of that, and it, it's funny, the passion, the passion, excitement that you guys have a message and you want others to see. And, you know, you guys are talented in other ways, but then we all come together and form uh, something that is a, as a bond. And we just happen to all be in the insurance industry, but it, it could be any industry, you know, and, and excitement, enthusiasm, that kind of takes over and things happen. Uh, I know you guys always say that with the activity. So once I heard that and then I started to hear a lot of my peers, a lot of people that I came up with, even though it's across the country. And I said, you know what? I, I definitely need to uh, reach out to you guys and say, hey, you know, on my side of things and my side of town, where it came from and how we are all trying to get to a common goal. So I, awesome. I definitely wanted to help you know, hopefully you can inspire somebody. Great, man. Well, we're glad you're a part of this. So, uh, tell, tell yep. us your, tell us your Fusic story. Okay. Uh, my Fusic story. Well, I have two Fusic stories and I, I've been battling which one to, to be the most impactful. So, um, I'll just briefly talk about one and, um, I know one one thing that's common with you guys, a lot of you guys' stories, a lot of athletes, mm-hmm. um, and that's really really great. I was uh, my I come from a family where my parents are uh, from the West Indies, Trinidad and Tobago, and um, the six of us as children, and they have uh, in our family was athletics and religion, faith. So coming from that background, you know, you kind of are determined and strong willed, and I was fortunate to work hard, and I earned uh, two ba- basketball scholarships uh, playing basketball, Division One basketball. So nice, um, nice man. Yeah, yep. I went to uh, St. Mary's first in Moraga, California, uh, for two years, and then transferred back east to New Jersey, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University. So I had the opportunity to play, uh, you know, some some great competition. Uh, but that being said. Through the years, one thing that uh, helped me get there was persistence and repetition. And coming from high school into college, it's a totally different situation where, you know, you could kind of lose yourself. And that's kind of what happened in the first part of my future story is when I got to college, I didn't have the humility or the mildness. I thought I was the, the number one person. And I learned real fast. Uh, you know, uh, that things don't really work out uh, how you always want them to. And it got so bad where my ego got in the way where the coaches sat me down and I couldn't practice or participate in the sport. So a really humbling experience was my father actually came to my campus and moved into my dorm uh, for 30 days. And for 30 days, I had to go through a rigorous but I thought it was rigorous conditioning <laughs> program in order to <laughs> in order to participate and play the sport that I loved. And, you know, uh, we always talk about Fusic and the person, you know, few, you know, uh, 
people who think every for everyone who said that you know I couldn't do it, and you're gonna realize through my stories that I am that person. Yeah, you're, you're your own <laughs> so, worst enemy. Awesome. Yep, uh, that's right. Yep. That's yep. exactly right. So through repetitions and hard work, and my father being there with me. Um, I got through the training program, and it changed a lot of my life. Uh, so I went on, and through the years, and that takes us back to the the. Now here comes the fun part. How did I get to Colonial? Now this is the <laughs> the real story. <laughs> so um, in 2007, um, my wife, uh, she's in the real estate. We're both in real estate. So it's 2004. I'm sorry, 2004. Um, she was in real estate and she got me into doing mortgages. So if you guys remember back then from 2004, like mortgages were really great. So I was in the, you know, the mortgage business, yeah. loan business. And she was, yeah. So she was doing the houses and selling in 2007. It was a crash and it was, uh, right before the crash. Uh, one of her friends told her about uh, colonial life and she's always, you know, he's always told her, you know, you should meet this guy. You should meet this guy. So, you know, my wife told me on a Friday, hey, I got an interview, uh, you know, real estate's kind of funny. I want to go check out this this insurance thing on Monday. And I was like, insurance? And you guys got to understand, you know, I'm thinking insurance is people sitting down at the tables, uh, knocking on doors, people with pocket protectors. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> anything. Uh, k- kitchen selling. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I was, told, I was told one time, Andre, that I did not have an insurance body, an insurance <laughs> salesman body. I, I, yes. I realized that that was a compliment afterwards, but I didn't really know how to take it at first. So I understand exactly what you're saying. It, insurance, it does not go with sexy. So, <laughs> hey, I'm no, working was, on that insurance uh, body now, though. Yeah. I'm getting a lot closer. I'm getting a lot, lot get, closer. Oh, get away from the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking right. it, baby. I'm rocking the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was the morning of the interview. At that time, I had a full head of hair. I had a beard. And, uh, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm not going. So she's walking out the door. I said, you know what? Something told me to just go. I said, all right, I'm going, but I'm not wearing any tie. <laughs> I wear shirts and slacks. I'm not wearing a tie. And I thought it was weird that your husband could come on an interview with you. So we we get to the <laughs> we get to the place and uh, we walk into this uh, office in Long Beach, California, and I can hear a loud voice from the background talking, and uh, it's really really loud. Uh, a lady comes out, really excited to meet us. Uh, she takes us into this room, and when she sits us in this room, I'm looking around. It's a lot of awards. It's a lot of pictures. Uh, uh, prestigious people in these pictures and I'm sitting down and then a guy comes in and he's a loud voice guy he's no longer with us as, as a company loud voice and he starts talking and he's just going on and on and he hasn't asked us one question the interview well I guess his speech was about two hours long Oof. and remember my wife is here for the interview all I could think about guys was why is this skinny guy in this guy's office, because in the pictures, everybody's fat. It's a fat guy in the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is this guy in the office? And then at, towards the end, he's, he, you know, he told me he was recovering from cancer. Oh. And he lost a lot of weight. Man. Yeah. So it it, it it got serious. But the thing about it is, towards the end of the story, he says, uh, in this business, there's renewals. Uh, 
And all of a sudden, like light bulbs start going off, fireworks. And I'm like, renewals, renewals. What is that, sir? What, is, what do you mean renewals? He says, well, when you sell a policy, the following year, the company will pay you uh, a portion of what you sold on the policy. Um, and being that we are in a market where people hold their business, sometimes 20 or 30 years, you'll get paid over and over again. And all you have to do is keep, you know, servicing and selling them. And I said, what? Being that I came from the loan business, you'll do a loan 30 days, you get paid a lot of money. But after that, you're, you're basically unemployed. That's it. You're unemployed. So when he said that, my eyes lit up. I was, like, amazed. I was like, where do I sign up? What do I got to do? And this is not even my interview. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, we finish and we, we leave. I sign some paperwork. We get in the elevator. My wife says, get me as far away from this place as possible. <laughs> she... She, as she said, when she looked in my eyes, all she could see was dollar signs. Like she just saw the whole dream. So, you know, it's amazing how one story can be told and what you hear and versus another yeah. person. Yep. And uh, it took her about six months after I started in Colonial uh, because uh, I was awarded rookie of the country. And she's yeah, all, I see she, that right there. That's she, huge, brother. That's she, awesome, my man. That's right. Wow. She's, she's all in right now. She's... She's like, do you sell any policies yeah. today? Who's you see? So, you know, that that's where it came from. But the whole thing and determination, man, is that I put in the, the repetitions and uh, the persistence that I use from out of my athletic background, and I kind of lost my way, and uh, I brought it back to uh, where we are today. And that's my story, guys. Man, and I, I'm looking through some of this stuff, Andre. Um to be, you've, you've made leaders six times? Um, seven six times. Ta uh, seven actually, times. Yeah, seven Eight, times out of nine years. Seven times. In, 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 in the public sector arena, they, there's not too many spots that are that given out for that award to get to leaders, man. So that is a huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah, Thank that's you. Outstanding. Uh, wow. That's outstanding. That is awesome, my yep. friend. Very, very Great. something to be proud of. Thank Andre, you. when you when you look back, um, you know if if you could give the twenty five year old Andre any piece of advice or any you know just like we always ask if if somebody's looking to start their career and they're looking to either start over or or begin a new career or begin their first career, what's the best advice you can give somebody? Ah, uh, man, you know what. What stuck out to me was this. You know how we always speak about the fear of failing and the fear of failing? Mm -hmm. So I used to believe that I had a fear of failing. Like, that was my thing. I, and I believed that I worked so hard not to fail. And it wasn't the fear of failing, but it was uh, through my experience that I had a fear of being unsuccessful. Like, that is so scary to me that I'm going to put in all this work and I'm going to be unsuccessful. And it, it just hasn't happened because when you put in the work and the time and you put in the effort, you will be successful. It, it is it is un I don't care what it is, man. I don't care if you're picking up trash. I don't care if you're doing if you're doing something and you're doing hard work and you're putting in the time and experience, good things will happen. Yep. Yep. Don't you though believe you have to believe it though? You have to believe, Andre, that you, you can do it. Yeah, and, and you, you know because you could be putting a lot of effort in. But if you don't believe it and you're not putting the effort into the right areas, 
You know, TJ, either you have to believe it or somebody has to believe it for you. Somebody has to either yeah, believe it. Yeah, it helps build it, it up Somebody for either you. has to believe oh, yeah. in you at first, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to see that mm-hmm. someone believes in you, and then you can believe in yourself. Or you have to truly believe that no matter what, you're going to be successful. You might know, not know you how. Know, you might not know when. But you know that you're not going to lose. You know, yeah, both, and you and you get, go ahead, Andre. I was saying both of you guys are so right because without a support system, man, my wife uh, is phenomenal, man. When I first met her, she gave me a book on real estate to read, and that's when I fell in love with her. And the second <laughs> thing is, <laughs> the second thing, and, and I married up, by the way, also, guys. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, the second thing is what you said about believing. You know, I am yeah. a, a person that, and I hope that many, many people, when you're in a room and when you guys are putting up numbers and, you know, they put out numbers for people of their production and how they're doing, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Uh, I've, I've been to, uh, you know, Glenn Pierce. I've called him and, and got with him. Heath, you guys know Heath well. I went and visited Heath. So I've seen the success. So I'm like, well, what are they doing? What can I learn from them? I reached out to all these gentlemen, uh, Todd Mason, you know, all of these people, and I saw the success. So I said, well, let me see what they're doing and how I can apply it to my life. And yep. I found out that it's not it's not that difficult if you just do what you guys said, put in the work. So That's right. And, Andre, I'm the same way, man. I, I was – I got titled, uh, Russ Plyler always said that I was the annoying kid at all the meetings that would go around to everybody and just annoy the <laughs> crap out of them to try to, you know, try to pick what the brains, what they're doing. And, and, you know, and that's, but honestly, it's people like TJ and Heath and that are now my, you know, some of my best friends in the whole world is because of Colonial, you know, it's because of this business. And I was talking with mm-hmm. one of my DJs last night at dinner and we were talking about the fact that no matter where we go, we always end up talking about work or, or growing or, you know, doing something more, or helping people. And it's just a passion that we can't get away from. And it just excites us and we love it. And, and we want to surround ourselves with people just like that. I mean, we sat there last night at dinner for almost two hours while the Cubs game was on. And all we talked about was business and growing it. And we were having a blast. And it's just one of those things to where, yeah. you know, when you get to do what you love, it just it just makes life so much different, and then I see people all the time that just hate their career, hate their job, hate the situation they're in. They're miserable, yet they keep doing it, you know. And I'm just going, what are you doing? Like, if you're not driven to get better, if you're not driven to help people, or you're not driven to just be passionate about what you're doing, I don't understand it. And it's and it's apparently obvious, Andre, that you absolutely love what you do. You love helping people. And you have a passion to grow, and you have a passion to spread the word of, of how you want to grow. So don't ever lose that, man. It's awesome, and it's, and it's infectious. It, it screams out of you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, Andre, you know, you, you, let's, I want to go back to a, uh, a couple of comments you were making from your story. Yeah. And uh, it's another thing, I think, uh, something for the listeners to, to – uh, kind of reflect on you were saying the game that you love the most basketball right yep uh you were hindering your humility hindered you from playing it basically yeah in a sense right there was things that your coach or someone wanted you to do that you didn't feel like you wanted to do mm-hmm. uh or you, you didn't weren't i wouldn't say willing or just didn't want to do uh i believe you mentioned something about a track was it tracks 
Oh, you said you, you, you came here to play basketball, <laughs> not track, right? Yeah. They, uh, yes. They, so you had to run these two twenties, you had to run 15, two yeah. twenties and it's over a period of time. And I was like, I was in the gym doing really well against playing basketball, but it's not just basketball. So <laughs> it's <Right>. mental. <laughs> So isn't that crazy, though, that some of the, the small things, you know, like Tom Coughlin has a book, Earn the, Earn the Right to Win, and it's all about the small things, how we are not willing to do these small things sometimes, whether it be humility or whether it be we're not good at it, so we, don't, we choose not to do it. And these small little things that if we do it, we'll be able to fulfill our dreams and what we want to do in life and the things that we love the most in life, but we're not willing to do these couple things that will prevent us from having the success. And it's same with, like, in our business. I see Top Dog of the Year Award, which is a new thing that Colonial High is out, gold uh, first and second quarter. You obviously have a passion of developing people. Um, but there's so many people who have that passion but are not willing to recruit and develop people. Uh, and that's, th that's that hindering part that's hindering them from having some extra success. You know, can you touch, touch on that a little bit or why you think some folks uh, may lack that humility? Sure. Uh, or may lack some of this? Because that's, that's important. Um, yeah, it's uh, basically being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, being, you know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Meaning this, and we, yes. we, 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 yep. see, we see it all the time, right? So we know that uh, if people make phone calls, they'll get appointments. If they do drops, they'll get appointments. On recruiting and managers, they know if they make these call these resumes or send out these emails, they're going to get interviews. But what happens is that little task becomes so, uh, so uh, what do I want to say, challenging for them that now all of a sudden it's a mole into a molehill. So they, they, they just made a, a small thing that they need to do into a big thing. I, because I love what I do, I understand what the pluses and minuses are of this. And I try to explain it to them. So when someone says, you know, I'm not comfortable making phone calls or I don't want to do the drops, I said, well, you have to think about their why. Why do you, why do you, you know, where are you trying to go? So if, if people would understand that being uncomfortable is great because that's how you learn, right? This is how you grow. But if you're just always being comfortable, you're going to stay stagnant. So what happened yeah. was that, you know, I just, at growing up, I just felt that I didn't need to do those little things, and they caught up with you, caught up with me. And I made sure that as I got older and, and grown and I passed the message on, I don't want that to ever happen again. So that's why I'm always, you know, scared in my life when I wake up because I got to go out there and I'm behind the eight ball. You guys get up three hours before me over there. You guys got three-hour head start on me. So that's, that's yeah, why I get up, that's why I get up at four. Bed, we're also in bed three hours before you are because we're old and lame now too. So Yes. <laughs> man, Andre, you fire me up, I love man. it, Andre. You were firing me it, up. Man. I can see why you're so successful, buddy. I mean, I would. Yeah, buddy. I mean, we're going to start keeping in touch with you more, man. I like it a lot. Yes. Now, Andre, oh, anything man. you'd like to add, buddy? Anything you'd like to, you know, that we didn't touch on or anything you'd like to man, say I, for the listeners? It, it's a... It's it's really, really important, man, that what we do and what we've done, you know, it's people have done this before. 
And if we would just take the time to go out and, and talk to a Todd Mason, a Glenn Pierce, a Heath Oaks. Like, these people are so successful, people don't think they can learn from them. Uh, the Robert Hortons who used to train me. Like, Graham, Graham Tyre and Chris Menard. Those are, mm-hmm. I came up with those guys, man, and, yep. and I just see the, the, the growth. So what I'd like to leave <laughs> you guys, this is something that, you know, I, I kind of tell myself and I try to tell uh, when I close out a meeting or I talk to people, and this is applies to me, so I try to share it with you, is uh, you will continue to grow your successful business in whatever role that may be. And you will not fail because of your preparation, your repetitions, and perfect practice. You, uh, you will make you a perfect, permanent performance in your future. So it's a lot of P's in there. Uh, in other yeah. words, just do the dang work, man, and you're going to get the results. Yeah. That's right. That's right, baby. That is awesome. I love it. That is awesome. I love it, man. Well, Andre, yeah, where can the listeners find you, buddy? appreciate you guys. Oh, uh, man, I'm, uh, so I don't consider myself a social media guy, but LinkedIn <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn is uh, is is phenomenal, man. I, I get all these uh, quotes in my head and things, and I always shoot out like every hour personally. So you can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Andre Andre.Durity uh, at coloniallife.com is my email. Uh, Andre Durity. I mean, just go outside and scream Andre Durity. You're going to see me. I'm going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to be found, I'm going to find you. So, I love it, uh, man. That's outstanding. That's awesome. That's outstanding, buddy. Thank you, guys, man. Well, thank, thank you so much for waking thank up you. so early, This man. is fantastic. Great job. Outstanding yes. job. Spread the word for us, buddy. Uh, all the listeners out there, you know, go rock your Fusic gear. Go spread the word. Send us your stories at Fusic.us at Gmail. Uh, you can go to Fusic.us uh, website. My name's Craig Miller. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. Thank you guys so much. Love y'all. TJ, where can they find you? Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, TJ McGinnis here. Um, and on the Fusic website. And, and Andre, looking forward to seeing you at LDC and giving you a hug, buddy. You are the man. Appreciate Thank you, you guys. Love you guys. Great Thank job. you. Thank you. Keep making it happen. See you, man. Bye. Bye bye. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.